Welcome to the intersection of Black culture and horticulture with your girl, Cola B. Talking. And guess what, y'all? We black in the garden. You have arrived at the intersection of Black culture and horticulture with your girl, Cola B. Talking, hostess with the mostest of Black in the Garden. Soil Cousins, this is a really fun and exciting day. We are here with our beloved Christopher, a.k.a. the Plant Queen, non-binary, extraordinaire, plant plantrepreneur. I was going to say plant fluencer, but we're going to get into that a little bit more. Hey, Soil Cousins, thank you so much for coming back to Black in the Garden. If you've been here for a minute and if you are new here, you are welcome. I am Cola B. Talkin, hostess with the mostess of the Black in the Garden podcast. And by the time you hear this, the You Grow Girl book will be out by our very special guest today, Christopher the Plant Queen Griffin. Christopher identifies by all of the uh, pronouns. So we love that. We had a good time having this conversation with them. Uh, This is not their first rodeo. They've been on Black in the Garden before, and I just had such a wonderful time catching up with Christopher and getting to know a little bit more about what the journey has been like from our first conversation to now becoming an author. So I'm very excited to share that with you. And I'm also very excited to let you all know that this episode is sponsored by the Atlanta Botanical Garden. All right. So if you are in Atlanta, definitely go down there and let them know that Cola B. Talking sent you. Go down to the conservatory right now right at this very moment as I'm saying this, I don't know when you're listening, but as I'm saying this, the Orchid Days display is exhibit, not display, exhibit is happening. And the sculptures of Christine Mays, incredible black artist, the wire sculptures are just ethereal, beautiful. They are currently throughout the garden, especially in the conservatory. And, um, along with the orchid days and you may have seen pictures that wasn't good enough you have to go see it for yourself if you can and also stay tuned to future episodes of black in the garden where we will discuss rather announce giveaways that we will be doing for free tickets to get a day of admission to Atlanta Botanical Garden. So we got perks, all right? Love that for us. And if you are new or otherwise, it's all good. If you've been listening before, obviously that's what I was trying to say. Then you understand that this is an independently produced podcast. And so we appreciate your support in all the ways. Share, uh, contribute monetarily if you are able to look in the show notes for all the details on how you can become a patron on how you can get merch all the links are there learn more about the underground arborist organization the initiative the mission it's all of those things and how you can contribute and how we could possibly pull up on you and plant a tree with you so definitely check the show notes for that we'll start with a few links undergroundarborist.org. Check that website. 
blkinthegarden.com. Check that website. Check those show notes. Also, text me. Okay, that number is in the show notes, episode notes as well. And I just want you, I, I just, I don't even want to hold you. I want to get into this interview with Christopher because this has been a highly anticipated book. You know, if you know anything about publishing, that it does take some time for a book to go from a concept to fruition. Somebody's got to write the rights and <laughs> I mean, write the words and say the things and get the pictures and do all the coordination. And by now, uh, very proud, so proud of our soil cousin, Christopher. And so without further ado, my soil cousins, we are going to get into this episode and y'all have a wonderful day, afternoon, evening, whatever time it is when you're listening. If you're driving, be safe. Okay. Both hands on the wheel. Keep it in the road. All right. And spring has sprung. <laughs> I, I would be remiss if I did not mention that, but spring is sprung. So I hope that you have an extra spring in your step and that you're feeling good and all vernal and refreshed and renewed and that your plants are rejoicing in whatever is happening, whether it be the seeds that you are starting or the houseplants that you're growing or just whatever experiments and propagations and things of that nature that you have going on. Wishing you all the best with those. We're going to talk a lot more about those in upcoming episodes about what I have going on myself personally. But for now, let's get into this episode. If you're not familiar with The Plant Queen, you have a lot of ways to get familiar, starting with season two, episode five of Black in the Garden. This is not her first rodeo at Black in the Garden. How you and, doing, darling? How you doing? How you doing? Oh, my God. So well. We were just having a little chat in the green room. Come on, green room. <laughs> Getting down with the get down, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we got started and uh, just kind of discussing, you know, all the ins and outs of doing the best that we can with what we got. How do you feel? I am feeling good. I am soaking up all the hard work that has led me to this point, all the teamwork that has led me to this point. And honestly, just trying to enjoy myself. I think this, uh, you know, the phrase booked and busy going around. I do not want to be booked and busy. I want to be booked and balanced. I want to be able to enjoy the fruits of my labor and have a good time. My bad, y'all. I'm so excited just to be able to talk to the queen that I neglected to indicate author, not future author, because you already wrote, okay? It's been written. And <laughs> it is, it is You Grow Girl, Plant Queen's Lush Guide to Growing Your Garden. We're just so excited coming from season to episode five, as I indicated, where uh, I remember like it was yesterday, we were just moving into your yes. apartment in Brooklyn, yes. right? Yeah, I'm still here. A lot more plants. Hello. <laughs> Change up the decor a little bit. I'm a little over 225 now. Yeah. Yeah. They're all doing lushly. I've been... I feel like there's just so many different things this journey has like taught me about myself and allowed me to like, I don't know, just like dig deeper and really be like reflective with so many different parts of my life that I feel like I was just like rushing through or didn't give the time of day. And I'm like, you know what? I deserve to take my time with my growth. And um, yeah, I've been rearranging my apartment occasionally. I'm just like, hey, why not? It doesn't have to stay that way. So I've been like moving furniture around. 
Um, I've been uh, thrifting art pieces from my favorite shops in Brooklyn. I've been moving some of my plants around, being like, hey, let's, let's make this a little fresh and new. Um, because moving is just traumatic in so many ways. So she's not moving for quite some time. <laughs> so I'm just like, how can I keep it fresh, you know? That is a way to keep it fresh by moving things around. That is one of my favorite things to do. You know, if you're anything like me, when you have that urge to change it up, you get mm. in, it's not that you get into a rut, but you kind of look around and you're just like, things could be different. Hello. An update. You know, maybe you even feel a nudge like this is not all the way vibing. It's time to put that chair over there. That be on another wall. I actually Hello. want this cactus to be like front and center. You know, it's like coming to the Hello. stage. Let's move Hello. <laughs> Hello. I mean, but really though, I mean that statement that, that could be applied to multiple areas of life, relationships, jobs. If it's not vibing, it may need, you know, you may need some time to switch it up, make a change, honey. I feel like that statement right there can apply to so many different things. It doesn't have to stay that way. And I love that you just jump right on it because that is exactly what I was going to extract from that. That's why I said, hold up, y'all. It's a gym. <laughs> but absolutely, we don't have to be stuck in the things that we feel... See, now let's really get into it. We're going to get into it now. Let's go. You feel that that discomfort or that like annoyance or that things are just not quite so. I just want us soil cousins to feel empowered in the understanding and the knowledge that that is a nudge. That is an indication from your spirit that you have Mm -hmm. the, it it may be time to reevaluate some things. I'm just going to leave it at that. If you feel convicted, it's because you're supposed to. So Hello, hello. Use that as a sign, darling. You heard it. Take a moment right here and go ahead and pause this and and go and do what you need to do. This podcast ain't going nowhere. (laughs) Hello, period, period. (laughs) I don't know if it's a a relationship situation and maybe a job. You know, I don't know who needs to hear this, but this literally is what dropped into my spirit at the time Mm -hmm. of making recording. And and I know that, Christopher, you will you will agree because I'm certain that you have felt that nudge in, in some parts and some points in your life. Can you think of a time recently when you have felt a nudge to let's try something else? You know, honestly, I, you know, it's been really interesting with, you know, these last two years and the level of attention and just navigating this whole entrepreneur, plant entrepreneur journey. And at a certain point, I felt like I had to say yes to everything. I was like, well, you know, I'm 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 blessed and lucky. I can't say no. I gotta say yes. You know, it got to a point where I was stressing myself out. And I was like, I do not understand. And one, I think I was so lost, you know, uh, wrapped up in everything and felt like if I was saying no, then maybe I was taking this for granted. Maybe I would miss out on an opportunity that could lead me to something else. And then I really had to sit back and be like, girl, wait a minute. Let's go back to why you started this. I was like, girl, sit your, sit your booty down. Are we locked the first one here? <laughs> I was like, sit your ass down. I was like, sit your ass down. And let's remember why you started this. And honestly, this was, this started and still very much is after some much needed reevaluation that mm-hmm. this is 
to be a journey that I can be playful, explore myself, have fun. Yes, make some coins on the side. Yes, build community with amazing folks. Yes, learn new things, all those things. But I ain't got to say yes to everything. I think there was a turning point when I was like, you know what? Like, books and busy is never the thing. It's books and balance. And that was a moment for me when it just didn't feel right. And I was like, you know what? I need to dial it back and care for myself in the ways that I know I need to. And so that was like a particular moment. Yeah. You know what I heard when you said that is she needed to reassess the boundaries. I hope that those of you who understand, you understand. But for those who don't, I want to educate you on this thing here about how saying yes to everything is not healthy. It is an mm-hmm. indication. It's not. And I feel like boundaries may be possibly kind of like one of those concepts that became a little bit trendier during the pandemic. And that's mm-hmm. fine. But like on the real, we can't be saying yes to everything. That means that you're extending yourself in every way and to every extent. And that's not healthy because I believe that you also indicated that there was a sense of resentment that you were feeling. You were feeling frustrated. You were feeling overwhelmed and overextended. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. that's what happens when those boundaries are not intact. You're just indicating there that the thing that needed to change was your boundaries. How loud. How do you feel yeah. on the other side of that? I feel great. I feel like I have a revitalized sense of self, which feels really good. I am in a place where I know my worth. And I think when doing this work and, you know, working with different brands, it's important to know your worth. It's important to advocate for yourself. And that's just across whatever industry you're working in, right? Feeling empowered to advocate for yourself, state your boundaries. And so, yeah, things are feeling really, really good. You know, I'm taking the time to really just enjoy myself, but also bring folks along on the journey. Because I'm like, when I'm making moves, my community's coming right along with me. Come on, y'all. Pack your bags. We moving, y'all. We moving. Right, yes. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's Get funny. the bag. Come on. Let's talk a little bit about the glow up. Oh, this is what I want to get into. It's the public glow up. Right. I feel like I can relate on this level, but I want to hear from you and your personal experience what that's been like, especially as a entrepreneur, because as you indicated, you did not anticipate that this would be a part of the plant queen experience when you first got started. And of course, you know, we talked almost what, like two years ago. And now I can talk in a whole different space with all these new opportunities that you've experienced and that you have yet to experience. Uh, I know that you did not necessarily foresee this at that particular time. So (laughs) please speak to the glow up. What has that experience been like for you? It's been a surreal experience. You know, when I started this journey in 2016, the start of this is just to really just share. As an educator, I really enjoy just sharing things that I've learned or found useful and putting my own little spin on it making it accessible and fun um, with a little bit of sass, a little bit of style, a little bit of humor, you know. It's been kind of mind-blowing. And, you know, like, I feel like there was this explosion of uh, this desire to dive into the plant space in, like, 2020. I mean, it was an interesting time because I was, like, decorating my apartment. I was like, I just want to, like, document this experience. That's what Plant Queen has really just been about, documenting my experience as a plant parent. I know part of it is like 
romanticizing some my journey. Some of it has been putting a little artistic, creative flair on it all. You know, when the pandemic hit, I think folks were, you know, looking for joy, looking to green up their own spaces. So there was like this, I mean, we're talking like tens and twenty thousands of followers follow me in a day or two. I was scared. I was like, what is going on? I was like, who are these people? <laughs> who are these people? How are they talking to me? What is going on? Because I have been doing this for like four years. And I was like, I'm, I'm still doing the same thing. Obviously, I was like, I was just like, come on, let's go. Let's go on this journey. You know, it's been interesting. Um, you know, sometimes I'll, you know, go out and go out in public and people recognize me. And I think it's the sweetest thing. Like, it is the sweetest thing. It's, it always catches me off guard because I'm typically like, when I'm out and about in public, I'm usually like in my own little world. I encourage folks, if you want to come say hi, please say hi. I may not have my hearing aid in, so you may not, I may not be able to hear you at first. Let me put my hearing aid in and I will say hello. I don't see myself as like an influencer. If anything, I'm just an educator and a storyteller and people may gravitate towards that. But I've been like this my whole life. So it's just like, it's, it's interesting that folks are um yeah i don't know just like acknowledging it in a way that it's just very new to me i love all the interactions i've had with folks it's still mind bad i'm just like child just regular regular queen just like doing her thing having fun exploring herself learning and just sharing that with the world it always baffles me i'm like oh they know who i am that's oh that's interesting like really me little old me it's been fun um, but sometimes it's just hard for me to, um, yeah, it's just, it's just baffling. It's just baffling. I appreciate that because, you know, she's literally blushing right now, y'all. It's <laughs> y'all really checking for me like that. And I'm just being me. Um, that's, that's really special because I was listening to something uh, this weekend indicating that um, when you are being your authentic self, then you attract the tribe that you of people that you actually resonate with. And, and then when you're in community and when you're in the company of them, when you're approached by them, you it just feels great because you're attracting your people versus if you were not being yourself, your authentic mm-hmm. self, then you'll mm-hmm. be attracting some people that you probably wouldn't even like. Yeah, yeah. All the interact. I, I went to a show, uh, a wonderful drag show uh, this past weekend, and one of the performers knew who I was. And I'm like, I'm gagging over you. Like, right. you know who I am? Like, I'm gagging over you. <laughs> so okay. it, was just like a, it was just like a moment. But yeah, it's it's really beautiful. I think, you know, community care is just so important because you can't always water yourself, but sometimes you need others to water you. And I feel like each of those interactions is like a replenishing of, um, just like a replenishment. Is that a word? Replenishment? That's a a word, but we do know words is what I always claim on Black and We know words. Hello. So hello, because what know, is language? <laughs> we can make stuff, please. Hello, replenishment. We, 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 you know, us as, as black people, especially <laughs> in consideration of the fact, for those of you who didn't know, let me educate you. AAVE, African American Vernacular English, is a language. Come through. Come it is through. language. It is to be recognized as a language. We're going to come back to the academia in just a moment. I love that you hello. said 
replenishment because I want to get into uh, something maybe just a little bit heavier, but we don't want to bog it down too much in consideration yeah. of the fact that, you know, we we first spoke on the podcast a couple years back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, since then, uh, things have changed. There's been highs and lows. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, the loss of your mom was one of those relatable mm-hmm. and have lost my mother. Rest in power to to mm-hmm. our ancestral ancestral sharks. That in mind, I want to know, like, as far as the highs and lows go, as far as how you've been relating to your plants, starting with the not so fun parts. How mm-hmm. do you relate to your plants in those moments? Grieving is a lifelong process, no matter what nobody tells you. Some days are better than others, mm-hmm. but I found that in moments that I need a, an accessible, healthy escape. Honestly, like there are days when I'm just like, you know what? I, I can't, I can't show up in the ways that I want to, um, today. And I give myself permission to be like, that's okay, girl. You can't be on every single day. I refuse to be on every single day. (laughs) I wasn't always like that in the past, especially as an educator, someone working in you know, working with students, it's very easy for me to be able to quickly turn it on for folks and put my own stuff to the side. But I was like, you know what? I I don't need to do that all the time. And so there are moments when I put my phone on like silent notification. I put all my laptop, I put my laptop away, my iPad away, not looking at the television, like stepping away into my own little world. I put on some music, my little playlist situation, and I'm gardening. I'm literally going each plant. And y'all, now I got over 225 plants in this apartment, so I got a lot of options in here. (laughs) And so I can't even, you know, describe feeling. And maybe this is just, you know, me being a nurturer. I get joy out of the act of nurturing, and so being able to like dive into my garden and not have to be on my phone and technology in my own little world has been so maybe ethereal is the feeling. There's just a feeling. And this is just like indoor gardening, right? So my goal is to have an outdoor garden one day where I'm growing my own food or like that is the goal. But right now she has her, you know, 225 green girls in her apartment um, and each provide me with an opportunity to just like interact with nature, very readily accessible to me. You know, obviously like I love going to the park, I love going to the botanical garden, going to community gardens, love that stuff. But sometimes you know, you can't make it there. So being able to literally just turn over and I have a plant right next to me that I can care for is a blessing. So yeah, yeah. In those moments, and I think as an extrovert in the past, I've relied on, and community care is real, right? So like, obviously I have amazing folks in my life who uh, lift me up and re-energize me and love me in, in beautiful ways. And I'm extremely grateful to have family, chosen family who see me for who I am and who I can be vulnerable with, right? But I think there's something important to be able to enjoy your own company, right? And we were talking a little bit about this uh, earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Like I have a good time by myself, right? And that wasn't always the case. That was something I had to learn to be better at, right? And so I think 
my plants have, I don't know, provided me with that extra push to be like, girl, like you can spend some time by yourself. Let's go to the garden. Let's tend to it. Put on some music. Do a little bit of yoga. Get you a little cocktail. (laughs) And have fun all by yourself. And to put a term to that experience is mindful gardening, right? And, you know, like I feel like self-care, you know, the term self-care, I think, has been inundated with capitalistic jargon and incentive. Like you need to buy something to feel good for yourself. You have an expensive spa moment. You need to go get a pedicure, manicure, whatever. All that stuff is great. And yes, I occasionally treat myself to those wonderful things. Thank God. But sometimes it's literally just doing some breathing exercises or stretching your body or saying no or sitting in silence or going to sleep, taking a nap. That is self-care too. And you can get those things for free. Okay. (laughs) So mindful gardening as a, because I think when folks may think of meditation, it's like, oh, you're sitting still and like practicing your breathing. And that's definitely a form of meditation. But I think for me, mindful gardening is meditation and uh, meditation is really whatever you need to do to be in your body, to feel grounded. And sometimes that's movement, right? Sometimes that's, you know, tending to your garden. And so, yeah, I've been really practicing uh, mindful gardening and just been really in tune with my body in ways that I've never been before. And I'm just really grateful to have reached this point where I can be like, I feel this way. I don't like how this feels. This is what I, these are the options. These are the things I can do to move me through the day. And it's okay to take time and pause and to get yourself where you need to be. You don't have to rush through that process. It's like the plants are the highs and the lows. They're there with you. They are that constant, whether it is high or low. So that's that's brilliant. And I'm very, very glad for, you know, what's the saying that we say? I love that for us. Hello. <laughs> that Hello. we have that because Hello. what a difference it makes. Gosh, can, could you imagine life without plants? What what do you imagine? I child, I mean, I don't I, I don't think it'd be possible. <laughs> yeah. That would be straight. I don't think it'd be possible. Imagine that. But speaking of imagining, this is one of the questions before we just dive fully into uh, the book a little bit more. I want to talk about your botanical bucket list. That's one of my favorite questions to answer and to be asked. Okay. Hello. Hello. My botanical bucket list. Two things off my botanical bucket list. One, maybe three. Um, One is um, to grow a field of sunflowers. These huge, ginormous... The you better stop. You know like, that some flowers are like my favorite flower. I, I, I'm I, pretty sure I knew... You share so much, so I've been trying to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> we love that. Once again, I love that yeah. for us. But uh, one of your favorite, because how could you settle on one favorite flower? Uh, you right, you right, you right. You right, right, right. One. When I'm right. One, right. one of the favorites. So, but so I love that whenever I cross that off my bucket list, then we're literally, literally going to frolic together amongst, yes, you and I will frolic together in this field of some, I'm talking about heads bigger than my head. Hello, goal. Height for, for me and just, God, just uh, people need that. Okay. If hello, hello. That is just calling to me. In that we deserve aspect. to frolic. We deserve we, to frolic. Can you just, let's pause there right quick. In the the Black people's deserving and needing to frolic, how does that resonate with you? I mean, uh, yeah, God. 
I feel like they're, I mean, I feel like Black folks deserve the world. We deserve to just exist. We deserve to just be happy, joyful. We don't owe nothing to anybody. <laughs> like, yeah. like to frolic. <laughs> yes, goals. Come on, come on. Build the sunflowers. Yes, frolic. I will be there to frolic with you hand in uh-huh. hand. <laughs> yes, we're going to frolic joyously and unabashedly and just have us a good old time. Uh, another one, speaking of fields, is to grow a field of flowers, um, just like that field in the color purple. Whatever those flowers were, I want a field of that. Uh-huh. Um, it's going to be highly Instagrammable, obviously. Uh- <laughs> period. Period. Like, of course. So that's the thing as well. On the entrepreneur tip, I'm like, so actually, after we're done frolicking, we're gonna make some cut flower arrangements. We're gonna, you know, sell those on the side. Hello, hello, partake, partake in the experience. Hello, indeed. indeed. After you frolic, take a piece of it home with you for a, a nominal fee. You know, thank y'all for coming out. So there's hello. that, and <laughs> and also a destination. Oh man, I guess I'll put it like this. I would love to to visit all of the most exquisite, um, beautiful pleasure gardens in the world. That's mm. a term that I literally just learned about recently is that there's so many different types of gardens and, and public gardens as they've been curated. But mm. uh, public garden, one of the ones that I'm pretty sure I will definitely be visiting this year uh, is the Chanticleer Gardens. Have you been? It's in Wait, where is that located? It's in Pennsylvania. We'll see if we can connect there. Let's oh, oh, can... oh, oh. Wait, what's the name of it again? I want to type this in. C-H-A-N-T-I-C-L-E-E-R. Oh, my goodness. This is gorgeous. It's just, like, beautiful and just, like, intentionally extravagant. So I say all that to say that um, that is a little bit from hmm. my... I mean, come on. Look at these photos. What? Just, so like the hills are alive with the sound of music. <laughs> oh my! Because it's like that, and it's interesting what they all kind of have in, in common with these three things from my bucket list that I just indicated, which is it's an experience, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's I mean, there I have different things. Like one of them, they'll just keep going, is uh, to have a pantry garden that is just oh. as and just as big as I possibly can make it in multiple locations to be able to serve though, just come in, pick and enjoy, you know, just mm, come mm. In and do a tomato and, and we'll have mm. some stands around with some vinegar and mm. some salt stuff. And just and bask it, just let it run down your chin. Y'all see the vision? Hello. 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 You know, just stuff like that. So um, and and I feel like my heart is literally soaring in just considering this. So having said all that, since I told you all this, spilled on my tea. <laughs> what's ah. something on your botanical bucket list? What comes up for you? Ooh. I mean, definitely the the field of sunflowers. Uh yes, God. And so uh funny story, well not funny story, but um, my grandmother, uh, grew up in Clayton, Georgia, um, Andrew Griffin. Yes. Andrew. Yes. I remember. Andrew, yeah. Name. Hello. Hello. Um, 
And so, you know, my great grandmother, her mother, um, they had a farm and uh, they had some animals. They had, you know, uh, they grew their own food. Um, and it was it was their personal farm. They lived off the land and it was beautiful. And my great grandmother had uh, plotted uh, sunflowers for my grand uh, for my grandmother. Um, and so my grandmother would like tell me stories of like that field of sunflowers. So, like that, that just like when you said that, I was like, whoa, universe. Um, so that I immediately thought of my grandmother just frolicking through fields of sunflowers um, when she was younger. So you just you just you just brought that ancestral energy um into the space. So like I that was just like a moment. I was just like, whoo, let me just take that in. Um, yes. Yeah, so thank you for sharing that because that was that that was that was the connection right there. So thank yeah. you. Um and I would say another obviously I, I really uh, so filled with sunflowers, yes God. Um I do want to have an outdoor garden at some point, but living in Brooklyn Chow having an, a backyard lord and be able to afford it hello wow. so one day child one day um i'll get there um but recently uh this past weekend i had a chance to do a little private tour of the uh, new york botanical orchid show and so we went through um and i had a chance to uh take the tour with uh uh, one of uh, the director of the um, the conservatory and of the orchid show, um, Mark, um, yeah. also known as Orchid Mark on Instagram, and uh, there is just such a wealth of knowledge and the folks that are doing all the behind the scenes work so that we can enjoy these gardens. And oh. so, my dream would be to uh visit all these amazing national gardens um and have conversations with the folks who are doing the work um so that we can enjoy all this lushness and just having uh just understand and get a glimpse into all the work that they have to do to keep these gardens going mm -hmm. um so that would be like the dream to kind of just travel visit Kew Garden, go back to, um, and then also just like gardens that aren't well known, like community gardens, like what is being done in local communities? Um, and what is all the hard work that goes into making sure that, you know, folks are able to grow their own food um, when they don't have that space themselves. So like, I would love um, to travel and get to know the folks that are doing all the behind the scenes work. Um, for the various green spaces that we get to enjoy, that we get to utilize, um, that would be, I mean, well, beautiful. I love that you said that, and I love that you said that out loud, because that is uh, what I like to consider a manifestation hack, you know, to really Hello. put it there so that it can be received by the universe and make it real. But also, that is a vision that I've had for you for probably about as long as I've I've been keeping up with you. I'm just like, mm. that's, I just, I see like you in the lush, beautiful spaces and in all the spaces and talking to the people because you have a very particular way of how you relate to the people. I mean, I have similar aspirations 
myself, but like, you know, we, we all could, there's enough. <laughs> Hold on, there's enough room. We all going, let's go. Let's go. Listen, y'all, you get on out there and trust and believe I'm getting out there too, you know, and we are going to be uh, collectively out there because um, what we know to be true about just considering the concept of decolonizing horticulture is that it's just, it's a very wide space and there's not uh, historically and traditionally been a lot of representation from us. So that's all the more reason why it needs to be more folks who have vision like like what we are what's in our hearts Hold on, what we are manifesting what we are manifesting yes so okay oh, yeah. manifesting um something that has already been manifested is you real girl okay ow, so, ow. tell us gosh i know you already kind of talked a little bit about how it came to be and when you started writing it but um, what do you really want people to feel and to receive? How, how do you want people, let's, let's go with that. How do you want people to feel when they are flipping through it? Whether, you know how you do with a book sometimes, because I know this is, yeah. so I imagine for me, I'm just talking about me now. Um, I'm going to flip through it first. I'm going to look at the pictures because I'm a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then, then I'm going to sit down and just, take it in the, all the text page by page. So how do you wish for uh, it to be received as a whole? Yeah, let me, um, I'm going to grab it real quick. And um, you should be receiving yours really soon, okay? Uh, you know, there's a quote and I'll, 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 you know, so this is my grandmother. Um, and uh, the quote says, my mission in life it's not merely to survive, but to thrive and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. And mm-hmm. that's by Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, that's what I'm, I'm hoping folks take away with this book. Um, this is a recollection of my journey so far, right? Um, this is a combination of storytelling, which y'all know I love to do. I love a story. Um, so I encourage folks, yes, like flip through because the photos are cute. I'm just going to let y'all know that now. The photos are cute. Yeah. Uh, most of the outfits that I'm wearing are thrifted, um, secondhand outfits. So it's like there's a level of intentionality that I've really wanted to put into this book. Um, The outfit that I'm wearing on the cover is by a Black queer uh, designer um, Mm -hmm. who's up and coming and doing amazing work. Christopher John Rogers, get into his clothes, honey, everything. Um, So from the cover to the interior, there's been uh, uh, tedious detail. and so obviously flip through, yes, you can go, you know, look at the table of contents or go to the index and like go exactly to where you need to go. But I really encourage folks to read it from front to back just to like immerse yourself in the story. Um, and there's a book, because uh, I, I love reading uh, queer literature. Um, and there's a book that I've read many times over uh, by Audre Lorde. Um, it's a biomythography by Audre Lorde. And uh, the book is called uh, Zami, Z-A-M-I, A New Spelling of My Name. Uh, It's a book 
where she tells her story and uh, she's playful in the different kinds of writing styles that she uses. So she'll go into a monologue, she'll go into a poem, she'll go into a quote. And it's just very, it's very playful. And so I, that's what I was hoping, that's what I, you know, aimed to do with this book was to engage in some storytelling and then bam, it goes into a little tutorial step-by-step process, goes back into a story, bam, we got a little activity for yourself because plant care is what? Self-care, okay? <laughs> Um, then bam, we got a little full spread photo shoot, honey. Um, yeah. so hello, hello. We got to have a little <laughs> photo shoot moment, baby. We got to have a little photo shoot moment. Um, so yeah, so the, the book is very playful, um, and, uh, uh, very intentional. I, I have, uh, profiles on all my favorite plant shops in Brooklyn. Um, that's where most of the, uh, photos were taken, um, I have, you know, photos of me in my home because, you know, this apartment has been a big part of the journey. So it's kind of like welcoming folks into my home, welcoming folks into the plant shop that I've enjoyed, welcoming folks into all the things that I've learned about plant care and how it's been a reflective mirror to the better ways that I can care for myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, randomly, um, this this uh, one part, and I was so particular um, about it. So you know, there's a part of the book where I am talking about um, plant parent patience, right? So that's this chapter. And so as you're going through it, I, I tell one of my favorite stories of uh, you know connecting with another plant parent by chance, right? And how that experience. Uh, was a moment to really reflect on um, the areas in my life that I need to be more patient with, right? And so there's an activity. So as you're reading, there's an activity and I kind of like lead folks through a, um, like a breathing exercise. (laughs) But it's like done in my voice. (laughs) Oh, you have, of course it's in your voice because I was like... (laughs) put any meditations in there and that is my answer i can't wait yeah 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 so um i encourage folks when you pick up this book to to have fun with it um to take from it what you need in that moment whether it's like child i'm experiencing some anxiety i need to do a little breathing exercise um have somebody read it for you you're like look i can't be reading and meditating at the same time get your roommate Get your partner, get your child, be like, hey, baby, read this, read this for me now as I go through my meditation process. Um, um, well, it's a pro tip and a question. So the pro tip is get your voice recorder on your phone, say it in your phone, and then play ooh, it back for yourself. That's the pro ooh, tip. But the love question, that. are you doing an audio version? Are you going to read it? So um, I'm in talks with the publisher about that. Um, so that is, uh, something that I am dreaming up. Um, so yeah, that's something I really, really want to do I, like really badly. <laughs> it can't be anybody but you. Cause like, if you weren't going to do it, I'd be like, listen, you know, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> Talking. Hello. <laughs> Hello. But okay, yeah, so that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the book. Um, it's, you know, a fun, 
um, romanticized, glamorous, uh, campy uh, take on plant care. And um, yeah, it's, it's just really fun, really fun, really playful. Um, and uh, also educational because what? She's an educator. So literally spent, uh, there were evenings when I was writing chapters. I felt like I was writing a dissertation because I was doing so much research. <laughs> I was like, let me learn something. Yeah. So, no, we love that diligence. That is a part of what makes you, you and what makes, what helps you to resonate with as many of your tribe as you have. So we really appreciate that. We want to give you your flowers for being as diligent as you have. She's a whole author now. <laughs> but I'm sorry to cut you off. I just wanted to make sure that you understood it's, it's appreciated. Of course, it didn't all make it in there, I imagine, but we appreciate it. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. It's, it's, a, it's a surreal experience. It, it, hasn't, it hasn't hit me yet. I think once I see it in like a bookstore, that's when I'm like going to have like my, my cry, my ugly cry moment. Um, but yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, the, the book is also just very personal. I have, you know, image of my grandmother and then to end, uh, the book, um, because, you know, my, my family, their love has truly liberated me to, uh, to exist unapologetically and uh, authentically in myself because I knew that I had their love to ground me no matter what I did. Right. Um, and obviously existing unapologetically and authentically as yourself in a society that has built systems and uh, systems that didn't have you in mind at all. Right. And I'm speaking as a black, queer, non-binary person. Um, my family provided me with that anchor. And so I also have like images of my family. Um, this is me, my mom, my dad. Um <laughs> It's one of my favorite photos. And then to, to, uh, in the book, I have an image of me and my mom. Um, so it's. Okay. I'm with you. I'm trying not to cry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So it's, it's. It's so sweet. Yeah. Okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. We're good. We're good. <laughs> have you been watching time with the Brown show? Hell Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love watching that with my kids. And it's so helpful for me as a parent because I, I get to remind them and me. I'm like, you get to feel all your feelings. You get to feel a bunch of different feelings at once. It, it's okay. Feel them, you know? So that's what we're doing right now. Um, see, I thought I was going to cry earlier, but like, we did good. We, we held it yeah, together. We did good. We did good. We held it together. We held it together. Okay. Okay. You let me know when you're ready to proceed and we'll just, we're just closing it. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. All right. So by the time y'all hear this, you should, if you've already pre-ordered, which you should have, then you should already receive your copy. Right. But if you have not ordered by the time you hear this, which should be at the time or shortly after the time that the book is released, then y'all, you know, go and support the queen. Make this a bestseller. It needs to be a bestseller uh, for so many reasons. Um, but especially because, like, how else is is Christopher supposed to go and go to all the botanical places? <laughs> we need coins. 
Make it about <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. So, um, tell everybody how they can uh, get their copy. Ooh. Um, people can go to, well, one can just type in You Grow Girl and girl spelled G-U-R-L. Hello. Um, and uh, links will come up. It's available on Amazon, Amazon Kindle, uh, Barnes and Noble. And I think it will be at some other stores as well. But if y'all want to go to my Instagram page at Plant Queen, K-W-E-E-N, uh, there's a link in my bio that uh, will, uh, that has all the information, there's international shipping, and because uh, local uh, bookshops are just really important to me, you, there's a link where you can have it sent to your local bookshop. Um, yes. So, yeah. So uh, support your local bookstores and you can have it sent there. Um, and that was just really, really important uh, to me. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, well, I love it. That's brilliant. That's, that's it, y'all. We appreciate you so much for joining us. Um, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you for um, everything that you do um, and the spaces that you provide and um, create for folks to share their story and to share their passion. Because um, I, I know it is work, y'all. It is work. And you are putting in the work. And it is just, it's just transcendent in so many ways. So thank you for everything that you do um, because it's important and uh, it's very much needed. Hell, well, I received that, those accolades. We are just... Come on, Shimmy. Come on, Shimmy. (laughs) Okay, so in closing, because y'all know all good things come to an end, and this was a great thing. I'm going to wish you love, light, and soil. (laughs) 